welcome to the Scottish Football Forums podcast. Today I'm joined by Laurie. Hello Laurie. Hello Craig. Nice to be back Hello. again. Just the two of us this week. Yep, it's a bit, a bit lonely. Christmas time, everyone's off. Everyone's Aye. busy. That's it, busy time of year. So did you have a good Christmas? Aye, it was, <clears throat> it was not bad. A few, uh, a few, <clears throat> losing my voice, a few drunk nights, lots of food, uh, Scottish second division games, you know, just the usual that you do at Christmas. <laughs> is, is that you finding a new team to support? That's funny, that's, that's funny you said that actually, because we were, me and my dad went, we were speaking to to some guy at the game, it was Forfer versus Airdrie United incidentally, and uh, he pre- well he presumed you were Airdrie fans, because obviously he knew we weren't Forfer fans, because they must know everyone, <laughs> and he was like, oh well your team got the win today, and me and my dad were like, oh no, no, we support Hearts actually, and that's what I said to him, I was like, just joking around, like, we're looking for a new team, <laughs> try to pick, pick who yeah. we support when we go under. It was a good laugh. It was a good laugh, and I was saying, uh, "I've got a little clip that I was going to play." Actually, that's fine. Well, it was a, uh, it was a, uh, it was um, the interesting thing about obviously when you got the lower league games and compared to what you usually get is there's no real segregation. Everyone just goes in the same turnstiles. So we were kind of we seemed to be in the away end. We seemed to be in between. So, so when there's tackles flying in or there's controversy, the the two fans end up sets of fans kind of shout at each other as well as at the referee and the players which is a, an interesting way to do it <laughs> So you recorded some of this illicit chanting um, It's not chanting, it's more uh, I mean it's on on first on first uh, listen it might you, but it could just be perceived as being you know, the usual shouting at, at the players and the referee but in between it there's there's the two differing opinions so you've got one, there was one old Forfar fan who was like, yeah, diving so-and-sos. And, the, <laughs> and then we had this Airdrie fans behind us going, ah, you dirty, you're kicking us off the back. And he was away and, and I won't say the rest because it would be a bit explicit. But it was, <laughs> You need to get the beep button out. Aye, it, it was very entertaining though. So I thought we'd look at the, the games on Christmas Eve. Yep. And uh, the first game up, uh, the first kickoff wasn't the the one that was on TV. The first kickoff was Inverness against Aberdeen, yep. which finished two one to Inverness. I went for a two two in that in the predictor. Laurie, you went two 0 to Inverness, so you would have got one point. Chris went for two 0 as well, so he would have got one point. I, I don't know if you watched the game, Laurie, but it's the they focused on sports scene about the. Players on the posts, trying to get player on each post, and both goals that Aberdeen leaked were because for some reason somebody had moved off the post, and they were saying that, that Craig Brown prefers to have a person on each post, and it, made, it got me thinking. Well, if if he wants somebody on each post, why why was it not happening? Surely he's the, the manager. Surely he's he's in charge. Um, I actually didn't. Was that after the game? Was it in the, in the? Yeah, they were just talking about uh, that. Sports see, I just watched them online, so I didn't get the. I, didn't, right. I think at the post-match analysis, I. Yeah, I mean, it depends. I think some teams put a guy in each post. I mean, a lot of teams do put a guy in each post. I suppose it depends how you like to do it. I mean, some teams when they have a set piece against you, I suppose if they bring almost, if they bring that many players up, then you might need almost everyone to kind of man mark. I suppose, but. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, I don't. I honestly don't know if 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 he likes to have a managed post and there wasn't, then I guess there would be uh, some issues after the game with his players. But oh, I think so. Yeah, it's an easy thing to do. It does seem a cheap way to concede a goal if you've got if the, you know the ball gets flicked and it just drops in with very little power in the post. Because if you've got a guy there, then all he has to do is kind of hook it away. It's not a thing you generally think too much about until the ball goes in or until someone stops it going in. But, yeah, I mean, especially, I mean, I think usually what you tend to see is it'll be the smaller kind of players they'll put there because if they're not going to be that much use in terms of winning the ball in the air from someone else, you know, when they're going for a header, have them on the post, they can hook the ball away. Although, then the issue is if it goes a bit higher, then maybe they can't jump up high enough to reach it. But, yeah, it seems a weird one. It did seem, I think the first one especially, it seemed that it wasn't an awful lot of power behind it, was it? It just kind of dropped in. So, yeah. I don't know. You, you'd, I, I can't. I've not heard any interviews. So I suppose until Craig Brown or the players say, you won't know if it's anything to anything that. Yeah, uh, maybe they were just looking for something to say in the show. <laughs> so moving on to the next game, which was live on Sky Sports, and that's St Mirren against Rangers, which St Mirren managed to to get a, a well deserved two one victory. I think taking the the whole game into account. I think the the big talking point here, though, is the the sending off, which I think did change things. It happened so early on in the game. I think Rangers were one 0 up at the time, and well, St Mirren came came back and scored twice just at the the end of the first half. But well, what's your views on the red card? Was it justified, or, or what do you think? Well, you know, what I'm like I again. I thought personally, I thought it was pretty soft, but. I guess I guess he's running the risk when he swings his arm around like that. But there's a bit of kind of between them, a bit of to and fro between them. I think there's maybe they're both, not majorly, but there's a bit of hands on each other. And Personally, I think it's, it's harsh, but as soon as you kind of swing your arm like that, you run the risk of, of that happening. So I can maybe see... Where people, how people would justify it. Personally, I think that's too soft. I think your arms will naturally kind of go around, move around a bit like that. And I think it's quite unlucky, to be honest. I would think. Um, yeah, that's... well, you talk about it's it's natural, and I think in the modern game, when when you're at set pieces, players' hands are everywhere. They're just trying to gain that little bit of advantage, and I think it is natural that. His arm is going to be up, trying to 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 grapple him, albeit uh, trying to grapple him as he's behind him. But I don't know. He he did seem to 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 jerk his arm back. I'm I'm not sure if that was supposed to connect the way it did. I don't know. I think I think it's a, a harsh red card. Uh, I'm I'm undecided whether there was any intent in it. I think I think a yellow card would have been fair for me. Mm. I guess the problem is that <clears throat> if the referee is going to penalise him for it, then technically it's a red card offence, isn't it? So I don't know if he can really... Would he have much room to give a yellow card there? I don't know. It's It might be difficult. But, yeah, yeah I mean, he runs the risk. I don't think it's like a, a shocking decision. Personally, when I see it in a replay, you know, you can't... Because you can't really tell at first. Because often you, you see these things so quick that you just see an arm go up and someone go down and you think, God, that might have been bad. Or I think when you see your replay, I didn't think there was that much in it. 
but I mean, it's, there was different views. I mean, like, um, see, Sheeny Bob on the on the forum said that if red cards are handed out for Jocelyn tugging the box, then I'm afraid the game is. Um, and then he said a naughty word. <laughs> but then, like, Bundy replied with, you know, take the take the blue goggles off. Kerry was tight on McCulloch tugging at him, which is a foul in itself. And the Rangers man knew exactly where he was. You could see the intent in his face. As he swung his elbow, he was uh, mugged into retaliating by a Simmerin player, and his stupidity has cost Rangers big time here. So there was uh, obviously different views on it, but I thought the big, I don't know, I thought the big talking point of the game was my uh, prediction of the season. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I think it's definitely worth a mention, Laurie. We'll go through the, the losers first of all. I went for a 2-0 victory to Rangers. I was confident going into this one. Chris, He's he's a he's a Rangers fan on the fly. He went for a two 0 as well, and then Laura, you steamed in here with a two one to St Mirren, which I think I think I laughed at at the time. Yep, I think you both did. <laughs> <laughs> a very unexpected three points for you there. I well, I was expecting. I mean, in all honesty, I obviously the red cards, which weren't something that I would have been predicting where it had a major part in it. And I think, I mean, we're not mentioned the Goyam one yet, but I think that was just stupidity. I, that was just... just yeah, I, I think Whitaker was covering for the second, oh, the, the way sec- the ball was bouncing. The second one especially, because, I mean, by that point, it was pretty late on, wasn't it? And you're yep. thinking... Yeah, it was. I mean, because is he... Does that mean is his suspension straight in? Because his suspension is straight in. Yes. Or, Yep, yeah, for... he's he's missing from the, the old firm game and there's no route of appeal, so McCoyst can't play the game with him. At that stage, to be honest, it seemed like St Mirren might add a third when it was getting late on as opposed to Rangers equalising, didn't it? And I think they almost did right at the end and it was like... Well, yeah, you'd think, they did. You'd think he'd be... Because it was, it was obvious, as soon as he'd done it, you know, he, the guy was past him and he pulled him back again and it was it was always going to be a red card because he'd already yeah. booked. There was no, no way around it. So you think... You've got to at least think, I mean, cut your losses. The game was pretty much lost. I mean, at best, Rangers maybe would have sneaked a draw at that stage, but it looked unlikely, and it's like, now he's missing for the old firm game, and Rangers not have a big squad as it is, so it's not it's not ideal, and they've obviously got McCulloch out, but you can't obviously appeal when it's two yellows, can you? It's not, you can't really do anything about it. No, no, you can't appeal a yellow, you're right. So, um, but yeah, I think... I just I just went with some men because I think it's been coming. I don't think Rangers have been playing well for for a while, and I just fancied that yep. it might come down to this one, and um, it now makes it very interesting for the next game. Yep. So the the next game up, thought we'd discuss is the the Hearts Motherwell game, which is the uh, the battle for third place. And well, you would have been you'd have been pleased with that result, Laurie. Two 0 to Hearts. Yeah, I was pleased with it, and um, although I, I fancied us, I didn't think it would be so comprehensive, because, uh, I mean, I, I listened to the game, and it was could have been a lot more, and especially yeah. against a team with an away record like Motherwell, you know, I think that's where their their strengths lie, and even with the, I wish we had Greg on today, I think I think he's, I think he's skiving, <laughs> I think he's faking that he's, he's busy, but uh, the famous... The grey kit that I, I despise so much and he loves. <laughs> oh, lucky. Not so lucky anymore. I thought Templeton played superbly down the left. I thought he, he looked brilliant. I think someone gave him a Tom Haley for Christmas because he didn't. Uh, he had him in his pocket the whole game. It was, it was. It was ridiculous. It was almost. It was almost getting embarrassing. He just couldn't. Just didn't know what to do with him. And 
good to see. I mean, Ian Black, I, you know that I spend a lot of my time defending Ian Black and he gets yep. called a thug with no skill, but the last two games, he's apparently been the best midfielder in the park and I think his goal summed him up, you know, a little flick off the heel, moving on his, his weak foot <laughs> before drilling it in the bottom corner, which I thought was a, a cracking goal. And It was, it made it look effortless. I think all round it was just, it was just a great performance and I just see Motherwell didn't turn up, which I did back at Hearts win. I think I'd went, did I go, I went 3-2, I think. But um, The predictions, I went for 2-1, you went 3-2 and Chris went 2-1 to Motherwell. Yeah, so I did fancy us. I didn't think it was going to be by any means comfortable for Motherwell. I thought it would be quite an even game, but it seemed that we have put the, the troubles aside just now. So, yeah, decent win. And we'll just have to hopefully maybe take that form into the, the game of the game Pataudry and then the big game on the 2nd of January, depending on who we've still got on the team then. So, yeah, good. So, what was happening with Andy Driver coming on? That surprised me. <laughs> well, Andy, I'm never going to play for Hearts again. Driver comes on a week later. <laughs> I the official statement that says he's never going to play and then an official statement saying, oh, we've been misquoted. <laughs> And Chick Young did, uh, it quite rightly, actually point out that Hart's, um, the Hearts official website <laughs> mentioned that Andy Driver was misquoted and it was in the, in yes. the press, but it was on our website because we, they don't speak to anyone else. Mm-hmm. So basically he was mis... I don't know we were what we were saying, that there was, there was media speculation from our own media. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I don't think his I don't think his future really will lie us long term. Apparently, there's a lot of interested teams in him, which, to be honest, surprises me at this stage. But I, hindsight is a wonderful thing. But I still don't understand how last year, after Driver had only played seven games the entire season, we still rejected two and a half million up front for him, rising to three and a half million with add-ons. I, uh, well, yeah, just well, about a year and a half back now. I don't understand what we thought we were going to get from him. Yeah. And I can't imagine we'll get, I don't even know if we'll get any fee at all, to be honest, because he's on a big wage. So just to get him off the wage pool might be handy. But apparently because we were going to try and get him out on loan, we were demanding a, a loan fee. We were demanding a fee to take him on loan. And it's just, <laughs> I just don't think we're being realistic about it. But maybe it's just to give him a run out, to put him in the shop window. I don't know. I, I like Andy Driver as as a player, but he's he's just been too injury hit. He's just been, and it, obviously not necessarily his fault, but he's just not played enough. He's not done enough in the last couple of years for me. It probably, maybe he needs a fresh start somewhere else. So moving on to the next game, is Celtic against Kilmarnock, which finished two one to Celtic. I went for a four nil victory to Celtic. Laurie, you went 3-0 and Chris went 2-0. So, watching the game, I thought that the Celtic thoroughly deserved their, their victory and I think it was complacency, really, that brought Kilmarnock back into it. And Samaras had another decent game, which there's quite a few now that he's he's definitely surprising me and surprising others that he's, he's turning into a bit of a player. Yeah, well, I think the frustrating thing with Samaras was generally that he does seem to have ability. He just very rarely seems to to perform. But yeah, a couple of couple of decent performances in the last couple of games. Um 
second goal especially. I think he's he's that type of player when he puts on. He's very strong on the ball and he's got good feet, a good shot on him and he was decent in the air as he showed for that one. So mm-hmm. it's, it's just will remain to be seen if he can do it on a regular basis. I think that's always been the main frustration with him is his, his inconsistency. And yeah, as I say, the most frustrating players are the ones who clearly do have ability but only decide to do it if once in every 10, 15 games or whatever. Or with Samaras, what was it about once a year? It was about generally he did it. I think last season he had one good game, yeah, and that got him a new contract. Exactly, yeah, that was uh, with the old firm when he scored a couple yeah, which came from nowhere. So remains to be seen. I mean, there's been a lot of patience with him. So and he's got a lot of critics as you'd expect with the, the kind of strike ratio that he has for a striker, and especially for a striker in a team which, you know, wins so many games, you think you would you would have to yeah. be scoring a few more goals. But, yeah, I think the big, the sort of, the contra- controversial bit for Kenny Shield, he's turning a bit of a wine march, and I have to say, Kenny Shields, he doesn't, he does like to moan about stuff. Was it Celtic scored 1 minute 12 seconds or something like that, was it? into added time in the first half and Shields was raging because he didn't understand how Celtic managed to score a goal in the half-time interval. And See, it's, it's a minimum. Exactly. I mean, it, hold, it's, yeah. a minute, it's a minimum. And it's like, you know, they'll usually do it. If it's three minutes and a team gets a corner, then they don't usually blow the whistle. They'll let them take... Yeah. I, I can't remember. The, what would the goal... did come from a corner, didn't it, actually? It was the first yeah. one in the header. I can't, We're a bit can't later than usual. I can't remember the highlights. <laughs> But yeah, if it's, you know, fair enough if it was into the third minute or whatever, but if it's only 10 seconds or 10, 15 seconds, then yeah, it's a minimum. I always say there's a minimum of one minute to be played, a minimum of two minutes to be played or whatever. Yeah. So I don't think... I don't I had no complaints there, definitely. Yeah, but I mean, again, I mean, we've seen Celtic do a couple of times where it seemed like, you know, as comfortable as could be. They've done it against Dunfermline and suddenly come on and get a goal and they almost they almost even uh, snatched an equaliser and it's yeah they did they seem to they do seem to when they're in control Celtic they seem very very good but they do seem to still have that bit of nerves if if things get a bit close so maybe maybe if Rangers can grab the first goal or keep it tight for a while in the old firm that they might be able to surprise a few people because I think there's maybe more leaning towards a, a home win for the old firm now uh, I, I think I'd have to agree with you there. Uh, did you see Key totally miss hitting the ball? Oh, it's when he went for the... ball came across to him and he kind of went for the spectacular and just totally miss hit it. I thought I'd mention that because I feel his pain. It happens to me all the time, but it's it's not normally when I'm trying to do the spectacular. Just... It's normally when I try to do the basics. Oh, I've <laughs> I've I've done it before. I've, the worst one I've done it was in. Uh, I was actually playing in France. I know it makes it sound like I was at some sort of good level, but <laughs> it was when I played youth football for Montrose and we had a tour of, we didn't, went on a little tour in, in France, but we were playing a little stadium, which was a novelty because we generally didn't, we had decent pitches and stuff, but we didn't have, and so they had supporters there and they were singing and you'd come out the tunnel and things. It was a nice novelty, but I remember one point the, the ball was bouncing and I was, I was a defender and I just went to clear it. And not only did I go for it, Missed the ball completely, but you know, I put so much effort into my kick that I swung myself all the way around and I just went, took my took my feet away from myself and landed on my ass. And I just remember the, the wee French the wee French kid who was uh, on my side of the pitch just looking at me and laughing. I was like, he doesn't even need to be able to speak the same language. <laughs> uh, so that was one of my best moments. It was all downhill from there. 
That's where it all went wrong. That one missed well, clearance. <laughs> yeah. That's your confidence gone. That was it all gone from then, I. So the, the next game up is Dundee United against Hibs, which finished 3-1 to Dundee United. I had went for a 2-0 victory to Dundee United. Laurie, you went for a 1-1 draw, and Chris went for a 2-1 victory to Dundee United. And, well, I think Dundee United got a bit of a scare here. I thought Hibs were looking pretty good when they got their first goal. I think they could have been maybe two or three by then. But Dundee United showed their quality and came through and, and daily once again taking his tally, I think, to 12 this season. And then did you see Scott Allen come on at the end? Hey. Apparently to booze and then he had a, a pretty decent strike. Aye. I watched the whole game actually, believe it or not. Because <laughs> it was on, uh, I don't know why, it was on BBC Alba. I found myself watching the It did look a good game on the highlights. Yeah, it was. But as you say, I mean, Hibs done pretty well. In the, I didn't see the, the the very start of the game, but from what I saw of the first half, Hibs seemed to put in quite a decent performance. And Lee Griffiths getting a goal, which I only remembered as soon as he scored and the, he got the reaction from the home fans as he kind of... He didn't even he didn't even over celebrate anything. He just stopped no, and stood still. I think still. he's learned. He learned after what he did to the Rangers fans. I think he just knows. But it's just it's amusing. They still reacted. He oh yeah. Just stop. He just stood in front of them. Didn't do anything. <laughs> but that was enough. Then. But obviously, yeah. His former his allegiances with Dundee, where he obviously made his name for himself coming out there. But yeah, nice little finish from from Griffiths. But the second half, it just the game turned on its head. I think that's uh, what. Boyle 1875 said in the forum, Hibs fan, Peter Houston must have given one hell of a half-time team talk. Totally different performances from uh, from the teams today. United were poor first half, came out and played, but came out and played us off the park second. No complaints. Is a better team. One long hard second half of the season for us from here on in, and then a sad face. People always like to get their emotions across. Good old smiley. So yeah, and as you say, Daly is just. Just one of those players. I mean, he's so good in the air. If you've got delivery from players like Dixon, I think it was who delivered for his headed goal, he's just you know he's just so good in the in, in the air that if you get good delivery in there, then you're bound to get a goal every now and then from him. And he, as he showed against Hearts as well when I was at Tannadice that he can get the crosses in himself. So yeah, I think Boyle said from what from what I saw of the game, they deserved it in the second half. Dundee United, but Hibs, they just seemed to capitulate. Obviously, they had that sort of the advantage, but as soon as United, almost as soon as equalised, I don't. It didn't seem like there was going to be much, much else other than either a Hibs get hold on for a draw or United winning it, and they went on God. And yeah, Alan did get booze, and I think you can understand it to degree. You know, apparently he was wanting was it to be was it the highest paid player at the club after four starts or something? And I was, yeah, that, that's what Houston was saying. Yeah, I think it's... I'm not sure if it's him, though, or it's maybe his agent. Yeah. Uh, so that's Hibs' fourth defeat in a row, and it's not looking good for them down the bottom. No, um, I think the saving grace at the moment is maybe Dunfermline, who look, who look very poor. But Hibs just seem... They've not... They've seemed to be lacking in confidence for such a long time now. I think we've got to give Fenland time, obviously. I mean, he's... He's... Uh, taken over a team which yeah, it's not his players and they haven't got say they have been on such a bad run that their confidence has gone so I've got to give him time I think to maybe turn it around and see what happens in January he's obviously made his first signing was it um, 
Is it Ian Doyle? Was that who he's brought in? Um, is it from a, an Irish team? Yeah, apparently he scored a lot of goals in Ireland, so I think it's obviously a step up to come to the SPL, but we'll see see how he does. Hopefully he doesn't um, <laughs> have a tremendous debut by any, by any means. Okay, I wouldn't want that to happen, but yeah, yeah definitely worrying times for Hibs because the likes of Aberdeen picked up with a couple of results. Inverness, I think we've all felt that they've been deserving of more results and they've got a couple recently as well. So it's only really Dunfermline and obviously it's it's just goal difference that's keeping Hibs above bottom spot. And I think maybe what Dunfermline have is they maybe do have a bit better sort of bit better team spirit about them. I don't think they've I think they are the worst team in the in the league in terms of their playing staff. I, uh, yeah, I would agree with that, definitely. All due, with yeah. all due respect to them, but what maybe what they do have is a better sort of team spirit and collectiveness there that they can, I mean, and they did win Easter Road. I think Hibs have better players than Dunfermline, but <clears throat> that lack of confidence is really starting to affect them. So I think if you look up front, I think uh, when you look at Griffiths and O'Connor, uh, that strike force, if uh, if they are playing with confidence, if they're, they're maybe playing with uh, a bit more chances a bit better supply I think those two could be really top strikers in the SPL so I think that's for me that's going to be the difference that that quality if is going to shine through and well if they get to keep Griffiths because uh, apparently he's due back to Wolves in January yeah well apparently they're trying to sign him full time because it seems that Mick McCarthy just isn't interested it seems very bizarre because I remember it was only what a year ago that he bought him and yeah, um, yeah. And I remember him specifically saying at first when he bought him, he didn't want him to loan him to Scotland because he wanted him to get experience in England. And he's given him one appearance, was even off the bench against Northampton in the Carling Cup. And um, and that's it. And now he's decided first he will loan him to Scotland and now he's decided he doesn't want him. And it just seems, it does seem bizarre. So I can't imagine he's had that much of a chance unless, you know, the famous, what they do in training seems to be what accounts. Maybe he just didn't like Lukeman. So the, the final game on Christmas Eve was Dunfermline against St. Johnson, which St. Johnson won this convincingly 3-0. This was last week's Paul Band match. So, Laurie, you and I had, we went for 0-0. Yep. Trying to, trying to do our bit for charity, a bit of support for the Paul Band charity bet. But Chris, nah, he was having none of it and he went for a St. Johnson win. A 2-0 victory he went for, so he would have got one point in the predictor. So uh, I was watching the highlights, and if you were a Dunfermline fan, you're going to be wishing that Gallagher gets back in goals pretty soon because Smith, he didn't have the best of games, especially the first goal when he managed to bizarrely punch it into his own net. Did you see it? Oh, it, was, it was a howler, wasn't it? It, was, it, wasn't, even a, <laughs> yeah. it wasn't even a challenge. There was no... It's, when you can... It, wasn't, it, was, it was even... Um, it was a St. Johnson corner, but it was what the keeper and a couple of his own players around him. It was, it was awful. It was bread and butter, yeah. And then, well, he spilled the second one. Can't be too harsh on him for spilling the second because these things happen. But, but yeah, for it to be the second mistake in the game. Oh, was that, uh, I think you've got to put the blame down to the on-loan heart superstar Thompson for the second one. When he, I don't know what he's doing. He's waiting for the ball. <laughs> yeah, wait, yeah. Wait for the ball a couple of yards uh, it was just it's comedy defending, and you do fear for Dunfermline. I mean, they've put in a couple of decent performances, but I think we have been saying for a while that 
they do seem like a first division team in the SPL, and um, I just they just don't have much about them. I mean, they got. I mean, the thing is, they do have a couple of decent attacking stuff, but they got Andy Kirk, who's always can always grab a goal. He's a good poacher. I quite like um, Cardo. He seems really good cutting in from the left. So I think they can always grab a goal or two, but the problem is they just concede far too many. I mean, like Tynecastle last week, I mean, obviously a Hearts team who weren't full of confidence or anything, and it was four going on 14. It could have been so many goals. It's just... So you, you do fear for them. Maybe they'll make, do some business in the transfer window. I don't know, but I, I can't imagine they got much budget to bring in much in the way of kind of quality. So Yes, it's difficult, isn't it? Because... They've got to the realistic. They've got to to consider that that they could be going down. So how much do you spend to get a player in that's potentially going to be playing in the first division? So Laurie, since it's Christmas, I thought I'd give you the chance to to pick the Paul Band charity bet. Very very kind of you. <laughs> there's no there's no pressure. It's just a, a small small matter of forty fifty pound potentially going to charity. So so choose wisely. I had a quick look, and there's there's very little to choose from because obviously we're recording this um, prior to the the Wednesday evening games. Um, there's no lower league games in Scotland, so I've pretty much just got the SPL. Uh, the only the one the only possibilities I can see are Aberdeen Hearts, St Johnston Killey, or St Mirren United, but I don't know. Hearts have been scoring a couple recently. I fancy it to be at least a goal in that game. I'm going to. What about the Celtic Rangers? Oh, I can't see Celtic not scoring against them. Oh, especially with Rangers kind of players out. Nah, not a nil-nil for that. I'm going to go with St Johnson Killy because St Johnson are seem to generally be a bit better away from home. Killy aren't a bad team. They're not. They seem to be plugging away still at the moment. So I'm going to go. I'm not entirely confident, but I've only got those games to pick from, so I'm going to go St. Johnson, Kilmarnock, 0-0. Right, okay. Right, I'll I'll follow your lead, and I'll predict a 0-0 for that as well. Aye, here's hoping. So hopefully, I'll put £5 on that at the bookies, and hopefully that can come up and, and add to our pot of £45. Aye, it's about time. Should be good. But yeah, you know, I think we started off too well. I think <clears> Paul Band was, he peaked too soon. Aye. So that's the St. Johnson Killy match predicted, and the next match predict is Aberdeen against Hearts. And I think I can't see past Hearts' result here because I think Aberdeen, they're just every week I say it, and it's, it's becoming a bit of a cliche, but they're just pretty poor. So I'm going to go for a convincing Hearts victory. Because they've started scoring again, scoring for fun, six in the last two. So I'm going to go for a three-one victory to Hearts. You are forgetting that <laughs> that's at home, though. We're we're very different teams away from home than we are at home. Um, I would I would like to be more confident, but Petardry is always a tricky place to go, and <clears throat> it's always very nerve-wracking for me because I know so many Aberdeen fans. So it's a bit of a bit of a of a, a bit of a sort of almost a derby clash there, even though we're nowhere near each other. <laughs> um, I'm gonna go one-one because we just don't perform the same away from home that we do at Tynecastle. And although Aberdeen are poor, you know, they, they, they'll raise their game against the big teams, you know. So 
they might <laughs> they maybe they put on a bit better show than they did in the last game. So I'm gonna go I'm gonna go one one. Right. And the next game up is Celtic versus Rangers. Uh, the old firm game. And going into this, obviously Rangers had McCulloch sent off at the weekend, but McCoyst is, is appealing that one, whether he, he believes that he should appeal or whether he's just playing the game. It does mean that McCulloch's free to, to face Celtic tonight. And Goyan, he's out, but I think Bartley maybe could, could come in, which is a, a very capable replacement. I think Celtic has to be the, the favourites coming into this. I think they've been performing a lot more consistently. Is it eight wins in a row they've had in the SPL, which mm-hmm. is unbelievable. Rangers previously had a very good record, but then they, they got beat off Kelly and St Mirren just recently. I'm not sure. I'm going to have to have my blue-tinted specs on here because yeah, I, I couldn't predict a Celtic victory. It just wouldn't <laughs> feel right. So despite me saying that Celtic are going in as favourites, I'm going to go against that in my prediction, and I'm going to go a two-one Rangers. I thought you were going to give. I thought you were going to predict a draw. I thought that would be pretty optimistic. Yeah. It is. Uh... No. <laughs> um, yeah, I can't see past Celtic, but I remember back to the first old firm of the game of the season where I couldn't see past Celtic either, and yeah, it's proved uh, horribly wrong there. Ah, but this time around at Parkhead, I just think. It's the onus. I mean, the onus is on Celtic, which I suppose might work against them. And they do say that form tends to go out the window in derbies. But I just think Rangers have look, been looking so poor recently. And although Celtic looked a bit nervy in the end on Saturday, overall it was a good performance. And as you say, they've been getting results. And I don't think it's going to be a hammering either way. I'm going to go. I'm going to go two 0 to Celtic. Um, yeah, just it's surely got to be a home win for them, and it'd be a, it'd be some turnaround as well, considering the fact it wasn't that long ago that we were talking about the league being over, and we could potentially be going into the new year with Celtic top of the league. Yeah, I think I think a two two nil could be a good prediction because Celtic they've they've got goals, they've got a lot of goals in them, whereas Rangers Rangers haven't, unless Jelovic really comes out and. And really puts in a performance, so yeah, I'm I'm going to stick with my two-one to Rangers. So the next game up, uh, it's definitely definitely a lot of bias in my prediction there. <laughs> so the next game up is Hibs against Inverness, and Hibs, although they they did start the game very well against United, I just think that I just don't think that they're really good enough. I think Inverness are going to come away with this for, with a win. I'm going to go one 0 Inverness. You know I can't. I I just can't seem to to predict against Hibs. Well, hopefully the <laughs> next hopefully the next round of games I can. Yeah, I <clears throat> I think at home though. I don't know why. I think that they'll. I think they'll. I think it'll go. I think an even two two. I think they look they look a bit dodgy at the back, but as you say, they've got such quality up there that I can always see them at least grabbing a goal or two as the case may be Inverness doing well enough so but they've been stronger at home this season so I'm going to go yeah 2-2 an entertaining game so next game up is Motherwell against Dunfermline and Motherwell are going to be hurting after their their defeat against Hearts so I think they're going to come out fighting they're they're maybe not 
traditionally is is good at home because they they don't play in the their lucky grey strip. <laughs> Greg's favourite one. So, but I'm going to go for a Motherwell victory because Dunfermline they're just poor. I'm going to go three one to Motherwell. I'm going to be slightly less kind to Dunfermline. I'm not going to give them a goal. I'm going to go three 0 Motherwell. Yep, can I see past them? <clears throat> I think they've shown some good bounce back ability as well this season when things haven't gone their way. So. Although they're generally not as good at home, I think maybe they've realised that their lucky strip ain't so lucky now that they've been brought brought down a peg or two at Tynecastle. So, yeah. <laughs> I just yeah, I thought Motherwell looked a bit weak at the back, so that's why I've got them leaking a goal. Not so much the fact that I think that Dunfermline will score, if you know what I mean. Yeah, possibly, but you know, it was different. That was that was David Templeton they're up against. You know, there's a different calibre of player to what the firm one have in their yep. ranks. So, yeah, I, I can't see past Motherwell. I think it'll be quite a comfortable victory for them. 3-0. So the last game of Wednesday evening is St Mirren against Dundee United. And St Mirren are going to be riding high after their victory against Rangers. And Dundee United are going to be pretty confident after scoring quite a few goals. So I'm going to, I'm going to go for a 0-0 in this one. I'm going to think they're going to cancel each other out just because both of them are going to be overconfident. Nil-nil. Yeah, I almost went nil-nil. It was almost a Paul Bann selection, but I just I fancy both teams have have a goal in them. St Mirren will obviously have a bit more confidence now as well after that victory against Rangers. Very impressive victory, and I fancy uh, I fancy a draw, um, one apiece. So that brings us to the, the end of the predictions for tonight's games. And that brings us to the end of the podcast, Laurie. Yep. This week was uh, the 24th podcast, so next next week's show is a bit of a landmark. Uh, the 25th, and I've, I've forgotten the, the landmark so far. The 10th episode, forgot about that. And the, 11th, <laughs> the, the 20th. So hopefully we'll remember this one, Laurie. And I think you've got some plans to do something Something special, but we don't want to give too much away. No, we'll, we'll have a, we'll have a special episode, and I think we're going to have it as a what's well, going to be a Hogmanay stroke, stroke New Year episode. Whether it's maybe it'll be released on the first, but we'll be before the games on the second anyway. So yeah, we'll maybe have a little look back over the year and uh, maybe look ahead to to twenty twelve as well. We'll try and uh, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll try and make it a bit of a special occasion. What's that? Is that twenty? It's silver, isn't it? A silver episode. Is it is that what you, is that the twenty fifth anniversary is silver wedding? Yeah, I think it is. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yep. So um, quarter century, the silver, the silver episode. We'll we'll do something to mark it. Yeah, but... we'll, we'll remember this time for a change. Yeah, I might, I might enjoy a few cans of tenants during the show to celebrate. Maybe <coughs> the odd whiskey. <laughs> wouldn't wouldn't be much of a change. You do that anyway, do you not? So before we go, are you you. Are you going out to watch the, the game, the old firm game? You going to a pub? I'm working actually, so I'll be I'll be listening in on the old wireless. I'd much rather be listening to Aberdeen Hearts, but unfortunately, I've only got old fashioned radio at my workplace, so I presume um, the coverage on the uh, on the airwaves will just be the old firm. Whereas yeah. if I had access to the good old internet, I could have picked. Picked, uh, picked and cho- chosen my game, which would have obviously been from Pataudry. But yeah, what about yourself? You? I think I'll be going out for, for a few beers. It depends 
it could be an early night, depending on the result, or it could be a late one. Who knows? You need to drown your sorrows, won't you? Get started early. <laughs> uh, it could be the case, yeah. Uh, I think my money's going to be on a, a, a Jelovic first scorer. Uh, you want to get, uh, get very good odds on that, will you? No, I won't. I won't but I, th- I think I'm going to go for one that, that's got a good chance of happening. Normally, I go for maybe Davy Weir. Previous seasons, just because he was he was about forty or fifty to one. He was about. I thought you were about to say he was about forty or fifty. Like, ah, he is. <laughs> Must be about. He might. 50 he might start tonight. Actually, I'm not. Oh Jesus! Not heard an update uh, line up today, but can I could. can I change my prediction to five 0 Celtic if David Weir starts? <laughs> no, you can. You've you've tried to do that previously, trying to mention every scoreline you could, this... just so you got one of them right. <laughs> Hey, you, you missed my... You, you, you skipped the fact that I got the Celtic scoreline dead on last week as well. So that's two weeks running. I've got one, I've got at least one score. Bang on the bang on the head, so... I'm not doing too bad recently. Ah, you're doing all right, yeah. Better than me, anyway. And that's not saying much. <laughs> well, well, just hopefully we get a nil-nil with St. Johnston Kelly tonight. That'll do. That'll do. Yeah, hopefully. Right, well, thanks for coming on, Laurie. Thanks for being the guest, and hopefully it wasn't too lonely with just the two of us. Aye, hopefully not. And I'll I'll leave the I'll leave the show with a wee a wee um clip of Forfa versus Airdrie United. Some of the the wonderful fans of both teams and their their heated debates during the match. <laughs> Aye, good banter. Right, we'll we'll speak soon. Right, cheers. Bye. Bye bye.